Blog Talk Radio. Environment Specialist in 2010 
is a longtime member of NAPO, which is the National Association of Professional Organizers, and she's the founder of Los Atlas chapter of the Women's Networking Alliance. So I am going to bring on Lori this evening. Hello, good how evening, are you? Lori. Hi. I'm doing good. How are you this evening? I'm good. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm so excited to have you on here tonight, Lori, to talk about time management, which is, of course, a challenge for a lot of people out there. So as the expert, what are some of the biggest challenges that we face when managing our time? Well, that's a long list, but um, I'll try to give you a (laughs) few that I see from a lot of people. Um, Probably the biggest things that we face is distractions where, you know, we're torn in so many different directions, um, distractions from others, whether we're trying to get something done and people are interrupting us, and also just ourselves from the amount of information that comes at us all the time. You know, we've got smartphones and tablets and computers, so there's this constant inflow of information and how accessible we are to it and tied to it. And so it just creates a lot of, you know, where do we, where do we go with our time? What are our priorities? And on t- with that said, a lot of people don't have a focus on those priorities, so they're always sort of in this reactive mode and aren't really necessarily spending their time in the place they should be spending their time. They're just sort of you know, just reacting to everything. Wow. You know, and it's interesting you say that because a friend of mine was saying she just couldn't understand why people now use their devices to watch a movie instead of enjoying it in the comfort of their home. It's like they've got so much, so many things to do in a short period of time that they need to just cram everything in. So that's interesting that you say that. So well, I think our devices another... can bring a lot of entertainment and joy to us, but at the same time mm-hmm. they're distracting. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because now, now it's getting. I saw a commercial the other day on TV where they have a special glass glasses you could wear now because they're saying that because we bring them into our bedrooms, the bright light keeps us right. prevents us from falling asleep right away. So if you buy these glasses, it'll help you fall asleep a lot faster, even if you do bring all those devices in your bedroom. So it's just interesting how things just kind of um, spiral into those directions. So another question I want to ask you is writing things down. Is that, um, and making to-do lists, does that really make us more effective and efficient? Um, I'm a big believer in writing things down. I mean, there's a lot, you know, our brains are like your computer RAM. Like, they can only handle so much. I mean, you know, with the things that you have to get done and all the information coming at you, it's just too much for you to handle. And even, you know, a long time ago before the world exploded with information, I was pretty good. Like I could, I knew people's phone numbers. I like could remember things, Mm -hmm. but it just at a certain point becomes too much. And in this day and age, even the most efficient person, it's really hard for them to keep track of everything. And then also when you don't have things written down, it's really hard to weigh your priorities one against the other. When you can see everything that you need to get done um, sort of in one place, having a list that you can scan, you can really see, well, you know, I'm sitting here in front of my computer. What is the most important thing that I need to be working on right now? Um, So having all your things written down in one place gives you sort of a working canvas that you can identify your priorities. And the other piece that I think it allows you to do is do batch processing, which is – you know, working on all of your stuff at once. So if you're sitting, if you're going to make phone calls, it's much easier to do a couple phone calls at once versus 
doing calls and responding to an email, then working on something you need to work on. If you can do a couple calls at once, you're in sort of that mode, you get those done. Or another example would be, you know, if you can batch your errands, you know, you happen to be in a particular area, you can get all those errands done. So like sort of batching your things together and looking at all that together, that's what a written to-do list allows you to do. And, and I agree with you because I think, like you said, if you do batch things together, then you're not constantly changing gears, changing your thought processes. So if you're making all calls, make all calls. If you're doing emails, just do all emails because I know that really helps me as well. Um, in our work environment, can you share some benefits of delegating tasks? Because I think I, I see in a lot of people that seems to be a hard thing. They feel like they're the only ones that can do it, and they can do right. it right. So they right. don't want to give it to anybody else to do. Well, I think what happens is, is you know, you start off working on something, and you know, eventually, it, it's you can hand, at some point you can do a lot of these administrative tasks or things that they're just simple and easy. And you're like, well, why would I turn this over to somebody else? But what eventually happens is all those little things that are sort of just administrative tasks or things that anyone could be doing take up a lot of your time and they add up. So what I'll often see with my clients um, is maybe they start off as in a certain role and as they rise up the ranks, they're still doing a lot of these tasks that they could assign to maybe a lower-level employee. I had a client once who she was in a, she had risen up the ranks to a management role and we were looking at a lot of her things that she needed to get done and so many of them were just very administrative things, but she was still doing them because she felt like she couldn't take the time to train her employees or she couldn't take the time to train someone else. But what usually happens, if you can spend a little bit of time up front showing somebody how you do something and giving them a system to work from, you're going to save time in the long run by not spending so much time on these sort of more minor things so that you can focus on a much higher level process. Yeah, and I agree because I share with people, even with what I do, you know, I'm good at the organizing, but at the graphics and the design piece, if I did it, even though I could probably try to do it, but if I did it, it would take me two, three, four times as long as if I just paid somebody else to do it. So I find, you know, that saves me time as well as money. So I do, you know, agree delegating is is wonderful, and it's a key. Really, it allows you to do more in sometimes less time. Right, and especially, you know, whether you're in a work environment when you work for someone else or if you're a business owner, I mean, especially, like, I'll tell you, I mean, I've had a website for a really long time, and that's something, you know, I never wanted to learn how to be a website designer. It wasn't mm-hmm. ever something. And a lot mm-hmm. of people look at it like, oh, but it's going to cost me money and all those things. But mm-hmm. you should really be focusing on what you do best. And if mm-hmm. you delegate the things that you're not so good at, to your point, that are going to take you more time, it'll allow you more time to do the things that are going to be income-producing and are going to be a greater payoff. It's sort of the the 80-20 rule applies here if you know, if you're familiar mm-hmm. with that, which is 20% of your efforts yeah. yield 80% of your results. So you should mm-hmm. really be focusing on those 20% things and letting the other stuff, you know, possibly delegating it or taking it off your plate. Yeah. Well, Lori, what are some things that we can do to better manage our time? Because I find people are just, it's like the little, uh, hamster <laughs> going around and round and round and even though they're trying to do this, that and the other, it's not really getting done. 
So what are some things that people can do to really just, like, these are some steps to better manage their time? Well, the first one we talked a little bit about, which is making lists. So I highly recommend um, making lists of your things. And I'm a big follower of David Allen and getting things done. And he, for Mm -hmm. some of your listeners who are familiar with that, but a lot of what he talks about is um, getting all of your ends in one place and all of the things that you need to do and putting them on this list. And then you need to organize that list in a way that, you know, allows you to do things in a batch process format, knowing what are the actions that you need to take. But having sort of one, these overall lists that you refer to, so any time and on any day, what I say is, like, you should be able to look at that list and say, what are the three to five things that I'm going to work on today? Because on any given day, if you pull off more than three to five things, you're sort of setting yourself up for failure when you've got meetings and other kinds of things going on. Three to five is about what any but he can get done. So the first would be to make a list. Um, okay. And then also knowing your priorities. So the definition of being effective is that you're successful in producing a desired or attended, intended result. So that means knowing what you want to accomplish so you can know, so you can determine where it's important to invest your time. So again, like what I talked about before, when you are able to look at all the stuff that you want to get done, you can see what is my priority and the big picture, you know, what as my as in my business or today this is due very soon versus this is not due right now and not getting caught up in email and responding to other people's priorities, which is a huge problem in today's day and age. We think someone is sending us something so it seems so urgent and priority, but really it's just someone else in else's priority and maybe not your priority. So when you can when you know your own priorities, you can focus on your own putting your time in the place that you need to. So that's the second thing I would say. Um the next would be do you want me to just keep going with my list of ideas? Yeah. Yeah, you, okay. yes you can keep so, going, yes. <laughs> okay. So the next would be taking the time for focus time. So what I see a lot of people doing is we're sort of caught up in like a lot of people you know get this joy or thrill of just like always being in doing mode and we feel like we're getting things done because we're busy but as i said before about not knowing your priorities when you just keep doing and doing and doing you might not be spending your time on the things that are important so taking a time to whether it's like a friday afternoon a sunday evening looking at your week ahead or some way looking at all the things that you need to do and figuring out where are you going to slot times to get things done And what I often tell my clients is you use your calendar as sort of like these are my set appointments. Here's where I have meetings. Here's where I have appointments, things that are your hardscape of your life. And now where where am I going to plot in some of these things that I need to get done? And by taking the time to like looking at your list and looking at the weeks ahead, what you have going on, you can step back a little bit and plan your time better versus just always being in reactive mode and responding to what's in front of you. Um, the next thing would be not procrastinating. So when you put off something, it can often take you longer to do than if you had just done it when it first came into your life. Um, now, that doesn't necessarily apply to everything. And some people, you know, for some people, procrastination, it works to them to an extent because they just operate really well under pressure. But a lot of times we put things off saying, oh, I'll just do this later, I'll just do this later. And what started off as this small thing, the longer you wait, 
becomes a much bigger project to do or you're under the stress and the constraints of having a deadline. So if you can do something now versus later and fit it into your the bandwidth of your day, it's a it's a better way to use your time. And then the final thing would be not to is to set boundaries. So most people who are busy and you know successful and all those things they have a hard time saying no. They want to they want to say yes to everybody. They want to keep bringing things into their lives. But we all know there's things that are just time sucks to us that are just not a use a good use of our time. So as you know sometimes we just have to say no. Like I just cannot fit one more thing on my plate. And that's okay. At some point, maybe you can come back and bring that thing back into your life, but the ability to say no, because people are going to continue to ask you if you always say yes. So you need to have a good understanding of what are the things I should be saying yes to and what are the things that I should maybe be saying no to or I'll get back to you later. I mean, it doesn't have to be a concrete no, but there's nice ways to say things to people to sort of put put it off or um, setting that boundary around respecting your own time. You know, those were great. I mean, as you were saying all of those, it was it was just one. You know, I have a, a friend from junior high school, and unfortunately he doesn't know how to set boundaries. He's He doesn't even know how to do the priority thing because it seems like everything is a priority. Everything that comes across his desk is a priority. And I'm like, everything is not a priority. So these were, and even with the focus time, I don't even know if he really does that because it's constantly in meetings and and. And even with the meetings, there's no boundaries. A meeting for him could be three and four hours, and I'm like, that is just uh, uh, unheard of for me. So these right. are some really, really great, great things. And I like, the, like you said, the focus time, just taking time um, to really sit down and put things in your calendar because I think a lot of times people just they just add things to the to-do list without really taking into consideration, like you said, the meetings, but also the time it takes to do other tasks. So these were some really great tips, Lori. Great, thank you. Really great tips. So as the productivity expert, what is like the one thing that, that you do, that that you always do um, to help you manage your time? Well, there's a couple things I always do. One of the things is just is using my calendar and being very aware of the time that I have available to get things done. But if you're somebody who's looking for okay. some, like, what can I do but something that I can take away from this interview and really put into action now. And that's what I would say is that as you just talked about your friend and some of the things you faced yourself is when you're doing something, maybe throughout the day and you're in the middle and you're rushing, like take a second to just stop and ask yourself, is this the best use of my time right now? Is this really what I should be working on? Um, And if it's not, stop and move on to something else. Because it's a lot of time, like I said, with email or things that we could be reacting to someone else's priority, we just start doing and going in doing mode when maybe it's really not the best use of our time at any moment. So that's something that I'll often, when I look at the things I need to get done or when I'm working on something and maybe it's taking a little bit longer than I had originally intended, I might stop and say, you know what, is this really the best use of my time right now? Maybe I need to come back to this and look ahead and say, okay, I have time later today or I have time later in the week to finish this up. And go and 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 moving away from it and moving to something that I really need to be spending my time on. Mm, that is perfect. That is perfect. Well, Lori, thank you so much for taking time 
out of your schedule to be with us this evening. So how can listeners get in contact with you, find out more information about you, your services, and what you offer? So um, the best place to find me is on my website, which is moretimeforyou.net, and that's F-O-R-Y-O-U.net, moretimeforyou.net. Um, and you can go there, and I have um, a, a contact page where you can reach out to me. I also do a monthly tip that I send out as sort of a, a newsletter format, um, so you can subscribe to my newsletter there. I don't send them out constantly, so I don't like to spam people, but it's just once a month, and mm-hmm. I give a tip on some form of productivity or organization. Um, and then I'm on all the usual social media sites, Facebook slash More Time For You, um, I'm also on Twitter under more time underscore for you. So um, those are great places where you can see some of the things that if you want to continue getting tips on organization and productivity, those would be good places to find me. And then I'm based in the Bay Area in Palo Alto, and so I work on-site with clients in this area, but I also do a lot of virtual coaching with clients around the country who are interested in um, sort of help with implementing some of the things that we just talked about around managing time, using tools, and things like that. And that can be anything from better use of your calendar, how do you manage your to-do list. I work a lot with clients on Evernote and helping and using that as a tool to be more productive. I love Evernote, Lori. <laughs> it's a great I love tool. Evernote. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> well, thank you again, Lori, um, for just taking time out of your schedule to be with my listeners this evening. It's greatly appreciated. It was my pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for uh, for contacting me and letting me part of, be part of your show. You enjoy the rest of your evening. You too. Take care. Thank you. Hello, this is Bob Lewis from Closet and Storage Concepts, and you are listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized with Janet Taylor. That is the wonderful Bob Lewis of Closet and Storage Concepts. Thank you so much, Bob. Well, that was an awesome interview from Lori Korlick of More Time for You, the productivity expert, and um, she gave a lot of great tips. And, of course, you know, visit her website, sign up to get her monthly tip, and just learn more about how you can be more productive in your time, whether it's in your home, your office, and, of course, in your life. Well, my audiobook selection for this week is, and it has to relate to time, is the 10-Minute Time Management, the stress-free guide to getting stuff done, because we all want to get stuff done, don't we? Whether we want to get the laundry done, we want to make meals for a week, we want to get the project done, we want to get the marketing done, um, we want to get the bookkeeping and accounting done, the taxes done, which is, you know, we're coming close to that here in the U.S., which will be in a couple of days. But it is the 10-Minute Time Management, the Stress-Free Guide to Getting Stuff Done, and it is written by Rick Thompson. And it gives you tips, strategies, and skills to help you manage your time in 10 minutes or fewer. So this is a great book if you keep saying, I just don't have enough time to do anything. This is in 10 minutes or fewer. And Rick will help you reduce the amount of stress you are under because You feel like you have too much to do and not enough time to do it. So this is a simple book to 
increase your productivity. So again, it's a 10-minute time management, the stress-free guide to getting stuff done by Rick Thompson. And you want to get that free audiobook by going to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized where you can get a free audiobook and a one-month free trial of service. One-month free trial of service. Well, Lori basically covered all the time management uh, issues and 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 tips, et cetera. So I'm just going to follow up with just a few tips to help you better manage your time. For example, and these are things that um, really I do. First of all, I make sure I know where my keys are. In the evening, I always make sure I know before I go to bed where my keys are so in the morning I don't have to worry about running around trying to find them. The next thing is I always make sure at the end of my workday, and, you know, those of you who have been listening to this show know I work from home. So at the end of my workday, I make sure I sit down at my desk and I write my to-do list of all the things that I need to do the next day because I already know what appointments I have, things I have to do. So, therefore, I make sure I write a to-do list at the end of my workday. Then the next thing I do is I organize my desk. So my desk will be clear, but then there are times when I need stuff out that I may have to grab first thing in the morning because I'm going out the door. So I make sure my desk is very organized. And then, of course, I always make sure that I have an idea of what I will be wearing the next day as well. And then I make sure that if I'm taking any information, a client folder, catalogs, brochures, etc., I make sure that I have all that information in my tote bag. So... The things that I'm going to share, these five things again are I make sure I know where my keys are so I can find them. I write my to-do list for the next day at the end of my day. So whether I've got to go pick up something from the local drugstore, whether I've got to go to the post office, pick up office supplies, meet with clients, I have all of that on my list. Or I may have to confirm an appointment for um, a a day or meeting coming up in a week. I organize my work area so that it is clear of clutter so that when I do come back to my workspace the next day, I'm not doing a cleanup from everything from the previous day. I always have an idea of what I'm going to wear the night before, so I have an idea in my head. Of course, sometimes that changes. And the last thing is I organize everything I need for the next day. Everything I need, so whatever I need for my client meetings, presentations, errands, etc., I make sure I put them in my tote bag. So that's Taylor's tip time for this week. I want to thank you for your tweets, your emails, your posts on Facebook, your interaction with me on Instagram. I love it when you leave comments on my Instagram um, page. And, of course, I want to thank all of you for following me here on Blog Talk Radio. And um, I want to thank 
L. Walker because she posted on Instagram, thank you for all you do, you do. She actually sent an email, and she did post something on Instagram. So I would like to thank L. Walker. Now, tomorrow's Toss of Tuesday. So as we approach our tax deadline here in the United States, which is April 15th, I want all of you out there to think about shredding, tossing slash shred at least one year's of financial documents you no longer own, because I know some of you may get in a little panic if if I tell you to do more. You may have tax documents from 1975. Now, of course, I would tell you to keep the the actual um, return, but do you need to keep all of that other stuff from 75, 85, 95? Do you need to keep all of that stuff? So, Think about some years of tax-related paperwork you need to get rid of for Toss It Tuesday. And, of course, here in the United States, it is spring, and there are shredding events going on all across the country. So basically put in your area, shredding event, whichever area you're in, I'm sure you can find one and then take advantage of that and tick those boxes and get rid of them because, as I've shared with you, it is a freeing experience. Well, for my uh, app suggestion for this week is Toggle. And it says, with Toggle, you can track time in real time. You never lose a minute of your billable time. And this is for all of you small business people out there. If you forget to switch it on, then enter the time later. Organize your time by project or tags, and mark it as billable. So this is for all you small business people out there who are constantly trying to just track your projects and your billable time for clients. Toggle is an app that you can use to help you manage your time. My product suggestion for the week is white hook rail with double hooks and Satin Nickel from Bed Bath & Beyond. And the reason I chose that is that it's great because you can put your keys on there. You might have, um, you can put the dog loose on there. You can put an umbrella on there, but it's great for the door so you can find things and you're not constantly wasting time and energy looking for things because it's an attractive hook rail and maximize storage ca- capacity of any room while adding a touch of style and the sturdy Heavy-duty hook can be used for coats, hats, bags, towels, and anything else that needs to be hung out of the way but kept close at hand. So it's the white hook rail and double hook and satin nickel from Bed Bath & Beyond. And, of course, after this show is over, it will be posted to my social media, but it's also on my Pinterest page as well as the app suggestion of the week. So you can always go to my Pinterest page and find my product suggestion as well as my app suggestion of the week. And my repurpose suggestion is a hook with a little Lego on your keychain. So basically someone took Lego, put it on a keychain, and then mounted it to a Lego um, bulletin board so that way you would constantly know where your keys are and you wouldn't have to worry about them losing them. So I thought that was great, and that you can find on my repurpose page on Pinterest. Um, for those of you who have not gone to my Pinterest page, I have 
um, repurpose for just regular household items, but also if you want to repurpose things in the office, if you want to repurpose things in the garden. And then, of course, I have all the product suggestions as well as the app suggestions. And there's all other kinds of information out there on my Pinterest page to help you organize your home, your office, as well as your life. Well, I wanted to... um, share with you, of course, for those of you who have not taken advantage of my free resources, 30 minutes or less, simple tips to organize your life. It's 30 tips you can do in 30 minutes or less, and they will help you organize an area of your home, your office, and your life. And then my other free resource is 25 tips to an organized office, ebook. And these are two ebooks that I wrote, and they're free. And, of course, in addition to 25 Tips to Organize Your Office, you get an audio of how to have a smooth smooth morning routine. And then, of course, my 101 Secrets to Living an Organized Life book um, is also available for purchase on my website. And you can go to JanetMTaylor.com and go to my product page, and you can find all of those wonderful free resources as well as um, purchase my product and other ebooks that are available as well. Well, we seem to um, be getting now to the quote of the week, which is the only reason for time is so that everyone doesn't happen. Everything doesn't happen at once. The only reason for time is so that everything doesn't happen at once. Albert Einstein. And, of course, I'm excited about some of the upcoming shows that we will be having here on Blog Talk Radio. Um, Next week, because this week is tax season, tax the end of tax season 2014, and then we'll start getting into tax season 2015. Um, Organizing your tax-related paperwork and Clarice McGillicberry will be joining us next week, so I'm excited about having her. Then, the following week, we'll be ending our month with the organized bathroom. And Lisa Mark, and another professional organizer from the Time Butler. So that will be our shows for this month, which will be organizing your tax-related paperwork for your home as well as your business. And then, of course, the organized bathroom. Next month, I'm really excited about the shows we have. Of course, we're going to start off where Nakia Stiff will be returning, and she will be here, and she's going to be talking about, because um, right before Mother's Day, just how we as women can be more safe um, as we go about our day, our week, our work, and our life. And then I've got two back-to-back shows with my wonderful friend and colleague, Valerie Anderson, and we're going to be talking about time, but we're going to be having a discussion. It won't be necessarily some techniques or tips. It's going to be a discussion about time. The first show, we'll talk about how our mothers seem to have gotten it all done with less technology. And in the second show, we're going to discuss about how some things just can we just continue to do over and over again and why, the reasons behind So this won't be necessarily some techniques and tips and strategies, but really digging a little deeper 
about how we manage our time and how we do what we do. So that's in in May. And, of course, we will be ending the month with just how to get ourselves organized for some outdoor fun because I know you've got cabanas and you've got patios and you've got decks and um, summer homes and, and even in your home and just how to get yourselves organized to have some really great summer fun. So I'm excited. And, of course, um, Felicia Wallace-Benton will be returning for that one. So um, I'm excited without that as well. And, of course, I'm just excited to tune in is now part of the family. Um, You know, I am really grateful for the platform that Blog Talk Radio gave me, and then the next thing I know, iTunes gave me, and then Stitcher Radio, and now tune in. So welcome aboard. Um, And, of course, you can always... um, Join us um, on the Blog Talk Radio platform, but also, of course, if you have any questions or any comments, you can always just email me at, and go to my website at JanetMTaylor.com and go to the comment page. And, of course, if you've got a topic idea, please, I would love to hear from you. Um, and before I go, um, I just wanted to share with you, because we're talking about time, I just wanted to talk to you um, in closing about time wasters because a lot of times we um, have those little things. And one of them, um, Lori did mention, was procrastination. But I'm going to talk about five time wasters. I'm going to talk about attempting to do too much, an ability to say no, which Lori did talk about, inadequate planning, leaving tasks unfinished, as well as procrastination. So in reference to the first one, attempting to do too much, and that's really just having unrealistic time estimates on everything, and that's the cause. Well, your solution to that is recognize that everything takes longer than you think. So that trip that you think is going to actually take you 30 minutes, it may take you an hour because you have to think of traffic. You have to think of long lines. You have to think of what if something is not on the shelf and they've got to go in the back room and pull it out of stock. So make sure you always do that. And also, you know, attempting to do too much really is just putting too much on your plate, too much on your plate because you think you can do everything and you can't. You can't um, be at the meeting as well as um, go to class and do your work, and do all these things. We we just keep squeezing stuff. We try to squeeze 72 hours worth of stuff in a 24-hour day. So that's an attempting to do too much. The next one, and our inability to say no, and a lot of times that comes with our fear of just hurting someone's feelings and the fear of offending. Develop techniques of saying no without offending. That's your solution. Develop techniques of saying no without offending. So if somebody asks you to be on a committee, you can actually tell them at this time, I need to focus on some personal issues. You don't have to let them know what it is. But please keep me in mind for future events. But I will be at the upcoming event. And since I cannot commit to being on the committee, I can actually greet people at the, at the um, door or I can hand out programs, etc. So that's your way of feeling like you can contribute 
on a level that you know you can because you cannot commit to being on committee and going to committee meetings, et cetera. So that's the second thing. The third thing is, of course, inadequate planning. And that happens is we lack a plan. Recognize that for every hour in planning, it saves you three to four in execution. Remember that. Every hour of planning saves you three to four in execution. Think about it. If you decided to take on that garage, instead of just waking up one Saturday morning and just tackling the garage without a plan, think of if you really planned, first of all, the fact that there's things in that garage that's trash. So you need trash bags, boxes, containers, or you need to actually maybe clean the car out so you can put everything in there and take it to the dump. Then, of course, there may be things um, that once you begin to purge, you may need to put some shelving in, some hooks in. So you just need to plan and also plan how things will be organized. Maybe you're going to use the... um, ceiling to organize things, the sides of the garage to organize things so you can actually park the car in it. Maybe you're going to put a shelf in the back so that you can actually organize your Christmas decorations and seasonal things. So planning all of that out instead of actually going in there, pulling everything out on the on the driveway, and then realizing you don't have a plan to put everything back. So, again, recognize that every hour, of planning saves three in execution. That's number three. Number four, sometimes our time management, time wasters, we leave things unfinished. And that causes because we have lack of priorities and deadlines. And it's important to set deadlines to things. I work on a team, and every time we have a report due, we have deadlines. And I'm I am um I'm the one who enforces the deadlines. I make sure everything gets turned in on time. I make sure I continue to contact people, say where's the report, why isn't it not done? Can you get it to me by this date so I can review it so we can get it out to the client on time. So it's basically leaving things unfinished, set some deadlines, set some priorities to things. And then the last thing is, of course, procrastination. And a lot of times procrastination comes from just looking at everything and getting so overwhelmed because there's so much to do. And really it's sitting down, listing everything that needs to get done, and just taking one thing at a time, prioritizing your goals to get the most important things done. That's what it is. So therefore you don't need to procrastinate. You know you need to get it done These are the things that I need to do to get this project done, so therefore you get it done. So I hope going over those uh, time wasters will help you in addition to the wonderful information that Lori gave you in regards to helping you with your time. Well, again... Next week, it is Organizing Tax-Related Paperwork with Clarice McGillberry. And then the week after that, the Organized Bathroom with Lisa Mark from the Time Butler. And the quote of the week is, 
The only reason for time is so that everything doesn't happen at once. Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein. Well, of course, I want to thank you once again for listening, tuning in, joining me in the chat room. And be sure to share this podcast with your family, your friends, and on your social media networks. And please visit me on my website at JanetMTaylor.com. If you are interested in virtual organizing, if you need somebody to come into your home, your office, and help you get organized, or even if you're looking for somebody to help you organize your life, please contact me. But until next time, I want you to have a clutter-free day, but most of all, do have an organized week. Organization is a quintessential element to a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to solve your organizing dilemma. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are tuned in to Got Clutter? Get Organized.